It is the No Holds Barred Witchcraft Podcast. And this isn't going to be a major rant, is it? Right? This isn't me. This isn't coming from me today. This is not one that I picked. Okay? So if this all descends into people... It's my fault. People getting upset, like last time we talked about a subject similar to this, with, you know, people trying really hard and then feeling like we're accusing them of not working hard enough. Clearly, it's going to be epic because I caught you either smoking or smudging. <laughs> well, I don't smoke, at least not not before sex. Not before sex, right, okay. So, today's episode name is Desperate House Witches, isn't it? Which, where does that name come from? There's that old show called Desperate Housewives, isn't it? Yeah. They're all a bunch of murderous bitches, but we're not talking about that. So the whole point of this is we were going to talk about kind of armchair magicianing. I just kind of thought that this time of year, kind of the new year, everybody makes all these resolutions, don't they? And then by about two weeks later, they've given up on them um, because it's too much effort to change their ways. Um, So I kind of thought... Um, with the kind of target setting people do at this kind of beginning of a year, um, of a new year, a new chapter, that sort of thing. Um, I'm going to go to the gym more often or I'm going to eat healthy for for three days and then order a kebab, like, you know, those kind of things kind of going on. I just thought it might be a nice time to talk about how, particularly this time of year where it's cold, in this part of the world anyway, um, and it's too easy to kind of curl up um on the sofa and read another latest wiccan book or um the latest book on uh, what's the most favorite thing at the moment um whatever the shit hera blackthorn writes (laughs) (laughs) yeah some kind of green witchery bullshit or something like that going on or trying to read which did you see that email this morning we got liam the one did. where she tried to rebrand green witchcraft as another I, way of calling hedge witchery. I was like, fucking now that's going to kick off a certain I amount of people. delete button on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about, mm, shall I have a word with Chris about this? But then I thought, ah, no, that's no point. It'll no just point. piss him off. But I'm glad you saw it also. No, I did see it before you pressed delete. So that it's just, yeah, so there's kind of that that kind of vibe at this time of year where people can't be bothered or they're still too full after all those mince pies or, mm. uh, you know, those attemptions. A, g- a good example is a friend of mine at work the other day said, I'm doing dry January. Um, so to, how are you finding, you know, I've heard other people are doing, how are you finding it? And um, she said, yeah, she said, it's easy. She said, I can have a dry martini. I can have a dry cider. I said I can have a dry, <laughs> a dry gin. She said I, I've got loads of dry things I can drink. So yeah, I just kind of I like that kind of loophole time of year that kind of occurs about now, um, where people justify not doing things mm. um, that they've promised themselves they're not going to do. Um, so yeah, so we're kind of I want to approach armchair magicianing, um, which I'll leave Liam to go make such a comment about what you would define armchair magicianing as to be. Um, Because I know it's kind of one of those groups that we kind of take the piss out of a lot. 
Well, I mean, there's two forms of armchair magician, I think. There's the all the gear but no idea type, <laughs> which is what we were talking about literally, I think, 10 minutes ago. Collectors. Yeah, collectors. Um, as you've known people in your family, as you were saying, that like a little interested in a bit of occultism, fancied themselves in a cult, an occultist, and like doing, you know, collect things from eBay and that. I mean, you were saying at least that one individual who was a bit of an armchair magician, at least they collected something authentic yeah. rather than probably a fake knockoff that you'd get from eBay these days. Yeah. Is that really any better, though? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> There's still an armchair magician. Um, all the gear, no idea, or people that are... Um, that are swept up in this idea which is probably to do with the school system of copy and paste regurgitating information so it's people that get addicted to reading books and then they think oh i have a theoretical understanding of this therefore i am right because agrippa says this and then someone else says it and then someone else says it oh yes that means i know how it works when in reality they don't because they've never demonstrated an ability i say that um, probably quite a lot in the magical world I certainly saw it an awful lot when I used to hang around with or frequent places that were filled with armchair magicians as in magicians because they're basically most of the time the same there are actual magicians and ceremonial magicians and that that practice but there's a considerable amount of people that would call themselves occultists that are really armchair magicians Really, all they like is dress up. Yeah, what you tend to see with more of the witchcraft thing is that is basically someone with an eating disorder and low self-esteem issues. They do get off their asses to play LARP and dress up, but they don't really do the magic. They normally are looking for a god or goddess to worship. So, you know, it is one of those things. How have I managed to all of a sudden start to be somewhat offensive Chris I think we need to go back to you because you started all of this that's fine can you be offensive for a bit and then I can be the yeah. nice one because I am the nice one really that's my yeah you are it is true play it is true so yeah it just the re the reason I kind of wanted you to give the definition is because you I knew you'd come out with something like all the gear and no idea because my brain doesn't <laughs> think like that um, so I just knew you'd put it in a kind of succinct way. I think there's part of it is the kind of danger of it, which is that it, particularly when you've got people that practice in this, um, all you need is um, intention kind of practice. All is, you need is love. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say. So, you know, so I kind of, I do, <laughs> I do often wonder the bullshit that these people attract to themselves in their mundane lives um, is because of all this dress up um, and this focus on the idea if I put it out there it will come back to me um, that kind of western karma idea um, mm. is is kind of all entangled in itself where they kind of you know walk around as a warrior all day um, mm. on one of these kind of LARPing uh, situations wearing these fake amulets um that they think hold some kind of power and to a certain extent you know intention is part of that triangle um mm. 
and will start to impact their lives, um, particularly when they start to put magical symbols around their neck that they have no under understanding whatsoever about their true mm. identity um, and then kind of wonder why, you know, walking around with the with Thor's hammer around your throat um, is not going to essentially turn into um, concrete shoes um, where they're not living in a kind of authentic or kind of borderline... I went to say pious, and that's not the word I'm after, Liam. What am I after? That kind of, um, you know, being the hammer of kind of truth um, and um, all those kind of ideas of kin kingship that right. are kind of held in me and it, you know me and here. Um, kind of have, having a symbol of that around your neck, and then not living up to its its state of honor kind of thing well i mean they've got back no. hair what do you expect <laughs> surely that's all it needed to be some sort of a norse i don't know magician or some something like that i don't think they too much hair magician. that's all you need well i think this as long as you look the part in that how it goes by nowadays fake it till you make it as long as you look the part that's all that matters surely yeah well, i mean that cost can... a fair amount of money they bought that in glastonbury when they were on holiday you know, at a very extremely high marked up price. I mean, they could have got it from AliExpress for probably pennies plus a few quid postage and packaging. But I mean, they played, paid full Glastonbury prices for it. Is that not more authentic? They Sorry, bought it from I, someone else that also had beer. I paused then instinctively waiting for Kermit to come up on the screen. <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, do you know what I mean? So I kind of waited in that kind of pause. Um, I don't think I can do that. No, I can't do that. Whereas you yeah, can't meme in. I don't think you can meme studio. in here. Yeah, that's the Fancy Witches studio. I don't let me do that <laughs> here, I'm afraid. Although maybe we should introduce memes, audio memes on Noah's Bard. No, I don't think so. This is no? supposed to be. No, this is supposed to be clean and um, uncut and un unembellished with these kind of flashbang oh. wallops that Fausty oh. is designed for. Oh dear. You just right. have to save them up for series, you know, season three of Fausty. Oh, I, will. I will have to get some new ones for season three of Fausty Witches, assuming there will be a season three, of course. Who knows? I mean, we don't make promises, do we? We don't. We don't. But we do try to keep the plebs happy, so... You, you know. can't call them plebs, Chris. They can hear. <laughs> <laughs> so you know well this is the common bit isn't it the first this is the common bit before the the cutoff for the extended edition you think <laughs> so I was, I, you know i get sorry, to call yeah. them plebs <laughs> calling them plebs yes i was thinking right about the mentees we have at the moment and i was thinking actually I think we've gotten rid of all of the armchair magicians now at this point. I'm pretty sure everyone that's in the, on the mentorship program is actually actively working towards something that is basically a little above their pay grade or is at least a little difficult at the moment, which I think is really good because it means that everyone we've got currently, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think everyone that we've currently got is actually a proper practitioner. They're not like just playing about. Can you think of any? I know we've gotten rid of one or two that have just been like, look, 
seriously get on with it or just f off and come back when you're ready no i think i think we've scared most of them off i wanted to say something really rude just to see if he's listening really is to say oh, that we haven't on. heard we haven't heard from paul in ages and i, oh, I was really no, hoping, say that i was really paul. hoping you're not calling paul a, a, an armchair no. magician <laughs> no, uh, he he's always quite busy though, isn't he? He's always doing yeah. something. Like maybe he was doing the tarot course, and then obviously he's got his career and his job and that. And there's lots of unfortunate souls in the world these days that very much need a pull in their life, no doubt. And then obviously he has his various soirees and magical. I don't know. Magical soirees would probably be the best thing. I would imagine he's quite busy. Maybe we'll have to reach out to him. I was just, I, I don't know, I just suddenly thought uh, of people that we'd uh, fell by the wayside. And I'm just like, I haven't heard from him for ages. Um, mm. So I'm hoping he still listens. The um, last because... time we heard from him was when I, start, when I started <laughs> actively kill, calling out his name and saying, if you have any issues, come and see <laughs> So maybe he's just swamped with people. You know, like when you watch an episode of EastEnders or Hollyoaks, if you've been affected by the themes in this programme, call <laughs> 0800. <laughs> I need a counsellor. <laughs> maybe yeah. that's what it is. 0800, call Paul. Yeah, look him up on Facebook. <laughs> private message. Private message. I I just I just miss how beautiful his work is. Mm. Um, I wonder if part of him stopped showing it on the basis that he felt like he was like shaming all these armchair magicians um, that don't practice anything at all um, with these kind of beautiful displays because Maybe. he's up. His craft is so, so beautiful. Um, like, you know, that sort of stuff doesn't, um, you know, doesn't work for everybody. Not everybody wants that. Um, but it's part of the performance, I guess, that he considers practice his practice to be. Mm. Um, so, you know, I kind of, I, you know, I love seeing that. And we haven't seen any pictures of soirees because those are always exciting mm. too. Yeah. Um, but I think he's been travelling a lot this year as well, uh, last year, so maybe okay. it's that. Anyway, got distracted. I was just thinking it's about time we got him back on the... We always said we were going to do a, a follow-up one after the um, the Grand Tableau stuff. I thought that we were supposed so, to be getting him on to, to, for him to give us his opinion on who is in a proper occultist and who's just actually crazy. Yes. I forgot about that one. Yes. Yeah. We were going to um, deconstruct the famous, the famous ones. Yeah. Maybe it's our fault. Did we not give him a list? Maybe we needed to give Maybe. him a list. I think there is a list. I think we started a, uh, a document, but we'll have to look. Let's, let's, let's keep that for obviously behind the scenes and let's crack on with the podcast, Chris. So what would you like to say? Because you picked the episode. Have you got something you want to get off your chest? Are you words of encouragement, words of wisdom, or are you just snarping at people? Um, partly snarping, but I oh. also had it on, on my mind because several piles of books have appeared around my house <gasps> where I keep kind of opening books to start projects. 
because it's the beginning of the year and you know you've got all that intention at the beginning of the year to to go and do these different projects mm. um and so you know like one of the piles is uh, that's currently on my desk um is a pile of um herbs and incense and tincture related books um because i'm at that point in the year where i'm going to start planning what things i'm growing or collecting this year um and i you know still trying to decide where to what extent i'm going to go do it so i, I suppose part of it is a um a shameless kind of targeting on my back mm. um that if i'd say it publicly then i have to stick to it mm. um so because i said it on here people will no doubt spend the next six months asking me about how it's going um <laughs> and therefore i have that added pressure of it has to happen um how's that mythology series coming because that's starting this thursday isn't it <laughs> you're just gonna say this thursday every week are you well, it was supposed to start last Thursday, but I thought I won't draw attention to that because people might not realise that and they might give you the benefit of the doubt. But I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be starting this Thursday, isn't it? The first episode? It's supposed to be, yeah. So my hope is Have that you it you recorded happened. it? I haven't, no. Oh, for fuck's sake. I haven't, no. Um, I haven't had the time, Liam. Right. It's my first... This, this week was my first... Why do you think I planned, uh, had a whole week booked out at Christmas for it? Um, it's because as soon as work starts, the roller coaster goes and I just have to try and keep up with it. So is um, this going to be a, an episode a month then instead of an episode a week or what? I don't know. It might end up being. There I, are really hope, 12, I really hope not. I feel there like are 12 a months, so you could... Yeah. You could do um, one episode a month because there's 12 episodes, I think, weren't there? And we are yeah, still in I, January. Yeah, I could do. But then I'd feel inclined that if I did it this month, then I'd have to do Capricorn first or something. And that would just freak me out um, because I'd be in the wrong order. Um, okay. So, yeah, no, I'm going to try and do them weekly or at the very least fortnightly. Okay. Um. I think as soon as the first one's recorded, I'll just re just keep going. Um, so you're going to stay up late tonight and do the first one then? No. <sighs> no, Liam. I'm sure there's a lesson to be learned in here because what put yourself in my position, right? And imagine you are a mentee, right? And they've come to you and they've said. Chris, I just can't do it. I've just got my life in the way. I've just started working that. What would you say to them? Would you tell them, well, how are you going to fix this? Are you going to do a time efficiency spell? What are you going to do? Just pull your fucking finger out and get on with it? I don't know. What would you say? I think it's completely different, Liam, because I still because keep... Because you suggest, you are suggesting that I am somehow reneging on my responsibility and I'm kind of like, actually, um, that series is premium content. So when I decide to do it, it's premium content. Whereas this is the standard content that we deliver is this and and the 10 hours of mentoring that you'll have that you have. We have doing every week like. 
So actually, I've not reneged on any of my responsibilities. Thank you very much. This is a special project that I'm really looking forward to doing. So making me feel guilty about it is not going to help anybody because my ODD kicks in then and goes, well, fuck you then. I'm not doing it. It did have a, a deadline, though, which was this month, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it also had a deadline this time last year. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, what happened last year, Liam? Mm. Right. Anyway, in the last <laughs> 10 minutes of the regular edition of the podcast, is there anything that you would like to say regarding armchair magicians or anything like that? Or why you decided to pick this subject? Because you're clearly not calling out anyone specific that you're going to name or anything. This is just general. You said something no, about the beginning of the year. So this is a good subject. Yeah. It's not about it's not about calling out specific people or anything like that, because actually I've been, you know, most of our mentees, I think, this year have started out in the way in which they mean to go on. I think this is more a kind of call at the beginning of the year that, for example, if you're listening to this half of the podcast and you've been regularly listening to this part of the podcast, and you're now getting to the point where like, actually, I need to stop being that armchair magician um, and pushing my practice a little bit further. That this is probably more of a marketing ploy to say you need to get yourself on the Patreon um, and actually, you know, get involved in making sure that your practice is. I think a lot of the people that we have as mentees um, push on and push on because there's a date in the diary for the next time they're seeing us and actually do well with those deadlines you were just judging me for. Um, because ultimately having that deadline of going, oh shit, I'm going to have to present something or at least update Chris and Liam about my progress. Mm. Um, you know, which I think is self-evident from the fact that, that, you know, particularly when people have got stuff going on, uh, big family stuff or whatever and then they turn up to a meeting and they're like I think this going you know I think this is going to be short or I don't feel like I've you know made a lot of progress and then me and you kind of dig and dig at them asking questions until actually they realized at the end of an hour when they thought they were going to be 10 minutes because they didn't think they got anything to share they've actually done a load of progression um, in those kind of two weeks since we saw them last and kind of going, you know, actually, despite everything else that's been going on in your life, like the cat's dead or um, or someone's had a baby or, you know, the in-laws have moved in for three weeks because it's Christmas, suddenly they still are able to kind of, you know, we tease out all the things they've actually been doing around all of that. Mm. Um, and I think it's partly... January is very much for a lot of people about kind of, you know, checking through what's happened in that last year after the season of obligation. Um, that kind of first month where you kind of take stock, don't you, of mm. what happened last year and what I want to improve on. Mm. And I think the the answer should never be on that bucket list of I'm going to read 10 more witchcraft books or those sorts of things they should be more about how am I, am I going to go and do that walk you know the very little of going for a walk once a week um or you know planning some kind of astral work or taking note of dreams and 
and working through a problem um or going ideally going back through their notes and going did i go deep enough with something i already studied last year what is the natural progression from that point um so i think however much i love to slag off wiccans and, and armchair magicians i'm just more kind of going can we turn this into a kind of teaching moment mm. um and maybe we'll bitch a little bit more on the patreon side but kind of like on this side of just kind of encouraging people to actually this time of year is the perfect time to kind of start that impetus um and get on that good rhythm for the whole year um if you kind of just find ways to insert little bits of of practice across your week kind of start small and then before you know it it snowballs um because i don't think people take note of the little you know the smaller magics they do more regularly and look at those kind of opportunities to expand those um you know we start by saying things like you know put some of that magic in your cleansing and your grounding and all that kind of stuff into your daily routine like mm -hmm. I, I think as soon as you start to then start practicing that way you kind of opened up the floodgates then and you start having um you know noticing things on the way to work or you start manipulating th manipulating things in the office um all of those sorts of things start to occur more because you're practicing more um i think people focus too much on oh i've got to do this massive project or i've got to suddenly master astral travel this week mm. um whereas actually i think that small wins are the ones that kind of snowball into the bigger ones um you know thinking about what you're what you're going to use your dream time for your kind of sleep time for um in the very little ways of kind of going i want to explore this topic more We'll stop reading about it um and kind of find an opportunity for you to go and uh you know ferret away in the astral or the dream world um to see what you actually already know about that um that you've forgotten um those sorts of things well of course the wonderful thing about being mentored by us is yes we will set you deadlines and, and keep you held accountable to them but the great thing is is if you skip those deadlines and miss them we'll use magic so that your actual life depends on getting that work done and that's how people make true progress isn't it Chris? <laughs> are you so, starting rumors again about us setting magical tasks that people aren't privy well, to I mean, there are only so many times that people can turn around and they can come back to me personally and say, well, sorry, I haven't done the homework. Sorry, I haven't done this before I give them an ultimatum of say, are you going to get on with this or do you want to leave it here and we go our separate ways? Because you're obviously not, it's not a good time for you. At that point, of course, if they say, yeah, 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 I want to continue, I'll put some magic in uh on to make sure that they do if they decide themselves to leave they you know they've decided that this isn't for them but from a mentor perspective you see chris i just see it as i'm doing my best to help them and the best way to do that is they've proven to them to me and themselves i think that they're incapable of managing their own time therefore i'll give them something that they have to fucking deal with 
that makes perfect sense on it from a teaching perspective maybe i think it does i mean they agreed to it is in the terms and conditions that are written <laughs> on the astral paper on psychic <laughs> paper chris if only they could read <laughs> what signing up to mentoring actually means but there we go that'll be the conspiracy theories flying so um we haven't really got a lot of time for the regular edition left so i'm just going to ask a bunch of questions to you and i'm going to see which ones you want to answer in the next extended edition so one of the things i was thinking about is the everyday person that's coming to magic and wanting to learn are interested what is it do you think that they are interested in so is it specific skills or is it just you know i don't know wanting to get an overall is it some sort of spiritual development or something and then the other one is um what do you think the best way to learn is if you don't know what you want to learn i guess <laughs> you know because like, we get it don't we we get it all the time oh i want to learn magic i want to learn witchcraft and that okay what do you want to do oh, i don't really know what spell do you want to cast? Oh, I don't really know. Are you interested in any particular types of spirits, any particular types of books or interest, herbal craft, you know, anything? Oh, no, I don't know. I just kind of like all of it. And you get this kind of thing where we obviously do force them to pick something in their mundane world or mundane life that they have to then start working towards using magic to fix or alter and such. But in terms of like people, because not everyone's got a mentor like us, they've actually got to teach themselves heaven for fucking bid um what do you think about that then any questions i don't know how i'm going to answer this in 10 seconds but you know no 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 you're in the extended edition now you take as long as you like but no longer <laughs> okay. than half an hour <laughs> um so yeah so kind of i'll i'll do them in the order that you gave them to me they i think the uh, with the first one it's um kind of what pushes most people here is one of two things i think one is they're searching for something that's going to somehow give them some kind of empowerment mm. i think that's what most people want is this idea of control um and i think a lot of people fall into that category is they come to magic and witchcraft looking for a way to can take control of their environment or themselves um so a lot of people it's here it's about feeling powerful mm. um or at least having that kind of agency or sovereignty any of those kind of words um in order to really kind of get to grips with who and what they are and what they can actually do about it to gain some kind of control over their a self their environment um the things that have gone on to the you know i think i think most i think a lot of people fall into that category mm. and i think the reason that they then kind of struggle with the questions like okay well what do you want to work on is because they're not actually sure what witchcraft is mm. what it's yeah. for um all they've all they've got this idea of is that it's not religion um that it's it's not this um, witchcraft is very much to a certain extent the other um it's so it's that thing it's that idea of not really knowing what it is but they're attracted to it anyway um 
and wanted to kind of go and discover what that is. Um, I think the problem is most people feel they need a, a mentor or something to kind of tell them and they what they generally go for because that's the way like you said before our education system works in the west that most people who are looking for a teacher go one of two places they go to the bookstore or they go to youtube tiktok chris you're showing um, your own those young people go to tiktok is the prime is the main one for many now which talk they call it which but to, but to me both both TikTok and Instagram reels are both an attempt to um, kind of gain gain what YouTube has. So they're wanting to kind of take advantage of this soundbite culture mm. and kind of trying to hint and digest what goes on in YouTube in two or three hours into mm. three minutes. Um, is this kind of tug of war that kind of occurs um, between those platforms. But yeah, the I feel like people fall into one of those two categories when they're looking. They will go looking in one or both those places in order to try and find a mentor. Um, but what they don't want is what we offer. I think a lot of people don't want someone that's going to criticise back. They're very used to having this measure. They want. They're very used to having this measuring stick, um, that they're kind of like, well, I've read these this amount of books, and I've I've listened to all these content, and I, I can recite um, Agrippa. Um, they can't. They don't even know what that like, is on which talk. No, but <laughs> my point is, people don't want to get to the point where they've actually got someone who knows more than they do, and is going to go you're looking in the wrong place go look over there um you've not done enough this week where's your homework um they're not ready for that because that goes back to the beginning that goes back to school days where they mm. have no power um yeah. and what most of them are looking for is that empowerment so i'm kind of trying to answer both about the two groups i'm talking about but i'll do them in that kind of circular way um so going back to the other reason i think most people go looking for witchcraft um is because they're not really looking for it and they've been dragged to it sometimes kicking and screaming um and those tend to be the kind of naturals that you come across mm. who will normally come with a list as long as your arm of problems that they haven't been able to solve um and therefore they are forced into witchcraft i think those i think personally those are the two the two categories you get those that are seeking and those that have no choice um obviously there's probably a third group which is all these people that are just looking for makeup tips but <laughs> i'm not um i'm not wanting to discuss those because i don't i think we slag those off enough that people should get the hint um i think if you know we can stay in this vein of educating i suppose for lack of a better word i think or thought provoking which is the bit i prefer we do mm. 
is that I think most people fit into those two categories. And then I think that then takes on a very different learning process. Those people feel they need a mentor mm. because they need someone who's going to answer back and is going to confirm or deny what's going on. Um, and I think to a certain extent over the last year or so, I think we've weeded out most of the first category and most of our mentees are probably belonging to the second category um, because I think they're the ones that need it more. And I think that's what kind of happens. Those that fall in the first category arrive, then they go off for a little bit, then they come back. And that becomes a bit more of their cycle as they kind of come back when they've prepared themselves enough to be criticised. Um, mm. Then they can take as much criticism as they can take and then they have to go away again <laughs> um, and kind of learn a few more things and then they come back. And I think those are the kind of two mentee profiles that we deal with most. It's, it is quite scary and daunting, I suppose, to be part of a mentoring program where I mean it's great because you're ensured success but where you are forced to succeed yeah <laughs> I think that's very good which is very scary for a lot of people luckily most of those people that are hopefully listening now won't be put off by that but I mean it is I mean there there's there's a couple of things actually that spring to mind uh listening to you talk about this first thing is experiential learning from a, like more of a Venusian perspective of I, I don't really have anywhere that I'm trying to get but I want to experience I want to try 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 and throw myself into it so helping other practitioners you know like helping mummy and daddy in the kitchen prepare food you might develop a taste for it or an interest in it but at least you've learned something you know so there's that the sort of people that try and come along to various groups and attend different types of rituals and work with different practitioners without ever really wanting to master anything they just want to experience magic and maybe pick up bits uh the other one would be a group of people which i think we potentially might need more of and i'm going to be deliberately controversial to try and make people think and that's the type of person that, that views magic and thinks it's magic as a um a quick fix or get around it's like i don't really want to have to put any effort into this i just want the money or i just want this or i just want that so i want to be able to wave a wand and make it happen i'm thinking in the magical community we need more of those people we need more of those people um because although we're very big on you know magic there's there's growing pains and it's difficult and such like that when you take someone with the attitude of now I want this to be simple. I want to be able to wave my hand and I want to make a magic or a, a rabbit jump out of a hat type thing. I'm thinking actually those sorts of people, if you can take someone like that, but then they do understand and appreciate, okay, I want to aim for that, but I know I'm going to have to put some work into it. That's really good because they're coming to it maybe with the wrong intentions and misunderstanding thinking they can mutter some words or throw a bunch of herbs together and light a candle on fire and then something can miraculously happen they might be coming for that but their aims their aims are like i've always said to business people 
for people that want to do like that I've done business mentoring for is that you need to aim to be lazy that should be what you're if you really want a business you need to aim to be lazy and people say no 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 that's terrible because it's all about you know putting effort in as like you know there's a lot of very poor people the work in the mines and that, that that put a lot of effort in what you want to do is you want to establish and create a system a machine that's so well run that you aren't required that's what entrepreneurship is is to basically create a company or a system that works that you don't have to do it it's about micromanaging and stuff you know magic is often also like that you need to think about creating a system or tapping into a system or whatever to make sure that this all happens easily and they should be easy and there shouldn't be a dozen steps which is where obviously a lot of the traditions fall far short because they can improvise and they often may get magic to work but there's a long-winded approach i need to do a seven day fucking ritual for this and it's like well now obviously you don't need to do that oh but that's the only way i do know how to do it it's like well maybe take that seven day ritual that's working for you and now start to condense it down into just being able to do it in one afternoon and then maybe just in about 10 minutes eventually why is it that no one thinks about that surely it's common sense no no because i think it goes back again to the educational system part of going something big requires many layers of programming or something do you know i think they get this idea that um you know engineering is all about getting more and more complicated whereas actually if you were an engineer that's not the answer the answer is that you want to have this happen as in as few steps as possible to make it efficient. Um, so it's kind of it's one of those things I think that, yeah, people struggle with the concept that, well, you know, uh, someone doing a seven day working, it must be huge. Um, if I was having to prepare myself for seven days in order to perform any kind of magic full stop, um, I'd expect it to be at the very least earth shattering. Um, like, do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's gotta be, I'm tearing the universe, a new arsehole um, mm. is about the only way that you would even justify that kind of level of preparation. Not for um, a beginner, obviously for you, because it requires you right. stopping yourself <laughs> from probably doing things too quickly and not giving it much thought, I would presume. This is like the yes. break from the old toboggan yeah it's delaying well, whereas, techniques yeah it control takes mechanisms more, more time and effort and safety protocols to be put in place to slowly ease yourself into a big working so i would agree with that and i understand that i just don't want people thinking oh but how do i do it without doing a seven day the point is obviously it takes more effort to manifest something big that's a little outside of your control but that when you do it and you manage to make it happen you need to now start working on becoming more efficient at it you know as above so below and i think the insta witch craze about this all about the intention aspect mm -hmm. is often this attempt at well ultimately the goal is to become able to perform instantaneous magic mm -hmm. um you know with no tools 
And I think actually someone at some point has mistranslated this almost or because it's such it's a goal, people have kind of gone, oh, well, we're aiming for this. Um, the way in which people simplify um, the enlightenment processes of a Buddhist monk. Um, oh, well, he's just sat with his legs crossed. Um, you know, like the, it, there's that aspect of kind of going, well, the, the aim is instantaneous magic that doesn't require uh, even an utterance. Um, they think you get there by going because they've missed how the mechanics of all of it work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's the aim. You've got to start with the with the workings at the beginning for you to learn how the mechanisms work um, and how to bypass various different mechanisms as you're going through those different layers. Um, but yeah, ultimately, the goal is why would you ever need a seven day working? Um, whereas to us, it would be going, OK, a seven day working. Um, I'm going to, like I said, be creating lots of safety mechanisms and all sorts of processes that need to be occurring to make sure that you don't rush it and it gets the response the response that you need um but there is a huge amount of work that goes between those two points mm. um and i think what confuses people is when we first start out as we discover particularly if you're a natural um experiencing kind of accidental magic mm gives the illusion that it is that simple. Mm. So I think we had a conversation with uh, a mentee this week, or last week rather, of kind of go about the, um, well, that work is easy because all of the, all of those things line up naturally in that moment, but you mm. have no control over what's just happened. You just know that you caused it and all the right yeah. environments occurred. So recreating that would be difficult, but ultimately the goal is to be able to do that with complete control. Um, and they talk about how, you know, that particular mentee talks about how witchcraft has for them has got harder as they've mm. got older and they've learned more. The more they've learned, the harder it is to perform in some ways. <laughs> well, I think that with that particular type of magic, it, are, it harkens back to fairy tale kind of magic and understanding, which you see in pop culture and that, and which is, oh, we, I, I have to wait for all of these elements to naturally slot together and come in place, like the solar eclipse or this or that and the other it needs to be, you know, like you look at these fairy tale spells and such, and it's needed when actually no that makes it a little easier that might make your spell work easier what a lot of these naturals tend to think or they're probably not aware of it but a lot of the magic tends to work because they naturally feel elements locked together and then they feel oh i feel like i can do this now it's something that probably isn't talked about that much is like the natural's ability to intuit when there's a lot of the right necessary component parts there without understanding what those parts are you see that a lot with naturals and i think you see that a lot with children but as you get older and you start to learn magic you start to learn about all of these things that might be necessary for a certain piece of magic to work 
but then you think oh but i'd have to make that happen and then i'd have to make that happen and then i'd have to do all of these things and it's kind of like some of these uh crazy christians that are like well human bodies are really fucking complicated that could never have happened you know you're saying that that would have had happened and then that would have evolved to that and then that would have evolved that it's like no wait a minute and think about this you know you're not necessarily trying to recreate that which is exactly what witches trying to do is they're trying to recreate the idea i wouldn't say atmosphere but the ideal you know energies and such to be in place for magic to work um i don't know i've just said a load of stuff hopefully that does make sense <laughs> yeah so the ultimately witchcraft is that kind of mercurial aspect is about understanding that the these particular in um environmental conditions need to occur um when it's in that kind of natural state you are kind of often operating from a more venusian point of view where mm. you're literally going, oh, they are all available. We can do this. Um, because in that moment, there is that there, you are just at one um, with that kind of Venusian current in order for those things to manifest. Um, whereas, yes, what you're trying to do when you're, uh, you know, accurately doing witchcraft later is you're artificially creating a a point that could happen naturally mm. but again it's that kind of thought process of going you know if i need that kind of um survivalist magic to occur you don't want to have to delay it by seven days for it to happen yeah. or wait for um you know a solar eclipse or a blood moon um in order for that to happen and I think a lot of it is how people absorb magic, which is in our pop culture, they absorb this kind of ideal of, of what it should be like. And they forget the mechanics of that are the rise of that particular moon or the repeat is about the repeat of the original conditions required. Um, often it's about, oh, shit, all of this comes together again which was everything that was together in the first moment. Mm. Um, so less about needing all those items, but there is a likelihood of a recur, you know, a repeated event if all of those aspects were to come together again, um, which is where you see in a lot of the kind of, uh, which kind of magical stories, fantasy stories, is the um, kind of antagonist is there to or is it the protagonist or well, suddenly i can't remember what well, my literary words um you know the the bad guy is is trying desperately to make sure those those conditions don't reoccur mm. um so by and, and the attempt is normally to to kill the good guy um because if they're not there all of the points can't come together in in unison for that moment to be re realigned um and i think again this is what is the difficulty with armchair magicianing is is that kind of part of going you can't it can't be textbook all the time mm. you need to be flexible enough that you can bend to the situation you know um <clears throat> 
just reliving and just learning these 10 kung fu moves mm. doesn't mean that you're going to be a kung fu master because yeah. the the applying of different environments different situations is the key part into becoming a master mm. is because you have to learn oh actually if i'm if i'm on an incline that pose is not perfect anymore um mm. like and actually adapting to those situations or you know if i'm on my back can i suddenly not do any of those moves mm. um do you know what i mean so it's kind of like actually those experience points that are gained um there you go i was i was trying to use some computer jargon then um mm. is that kind of you know that kind of game aspect is that it needs to get to the point that this is muscle memory that you are not having to think about it the danger of that is what we're talking about is that once you get to the point that it is muscle memory that's when when the fear kicks in and going if i accidentally uh, rip a hole in the universe how am i going to stop myself from accidentally doing it hmm. um you know so it is that kind of at that point it becomes yes there's a seven day protocol but the seven day protocol is to make sure i don't accidentally do something i shouldn't have done um you know and those kind of and that's that's the the two ends of that process that you have to get to but between that is a lot of experiencing and mm. if you don't do all the experiencing you're never going to have those kind of perfect spell workings and you're never going to have that instantaneous magic going on with the exception of it being an accident mm. um and you can't be praying for an accident every time you want to do effective magic mm. because then now, you're relying on luck you obviously teach magical subjects and such what is what is what is essentially a witchcraft school or a mystery school a cult school but then you also teach people you know um some something that is really important i think people really need to prick their ears up and really listen to this because i think it's really important in regards to the desperate house witch situation is that we don't really get taught how to learn we go to school and such and we assume that the teacher has been you know they've undergone some sort of teaching qualification which means that they are suitable and very good at teaching when in the reality from my perspective anyway and my experience is that a lot of the time that's not true but the solitary practitioner solitary witch and that they're responsible for their own learning and you cannot expect someone that's written a book to have written it in a way that you're actually going to learn anything from it for a start and you cannot expect that you're intuitively going to know how without giving it any thought anyway how you yourself learn because i think a great lie is that we don't all learn the same way you know there's a lot of studies and stuff being done now that proves this and yet schools and system doesn't seem to adapt very well to it but there we go if you're a desperate house witch so say you are a single mom or a single dad that has a couple of kids and they've got a job and they drop the kids off at, at school and then they have to go to work and then they have to pick up the kids and it's really struggle and they might be able to find half an hour maybe a week half an hour a week at a push 
where they can decide that they're going to start learning witchcraft or occultism or magic or whatever. That person very often spends that half an hour reading a book on magic. They might buy something from Amazon, blah, blah, blah. They might listen to a No Holds Bar Witchcraft podcast or they might do something. If you're devoting that half an hour a week to doing some sort of magic, you're doing it wrong. Okay, because I know that there's people that have like an hour a day or half an hour a day. They have an hour a day, but they need to nap for half an hour and such, you know, that kind of thing or something comes up, you know, you're doing the magical learning part wrong. Okay, you're not learning properly. You need to think about all of these things in your day and how you can weave magic into that. So say you spend one half an hour, you spend a little time listening to a podcast, or maybe you watch a YouTube video like that fucking warp charm I've done. You know, how to speak something into existence magically. And you think, okay, I'm really going to fucking run with this. I've only got half an hour. It were about 20 minutes long, Liam, but it's stuck in my mind. Speak something into existence, speak something into existence. How can I, for the next week, speak things into existence and start to tinker with that? Well, what you should be thinking about in terms of learning is you should be thinking, oh, wait a minute. The kids are sometimes, you know, we're running a little bit late, especially if little Timmy is throwing a wobbly and he ain't putting his school uniform on. I know what I need to do. I need to develop some sort of spell or technique or something that I'm going to hone over the next couple of weeks that makes the traffic lights change to green. To buy us that extra few minutes on the way to school for a little Timmy. Oh, I know. What do I do every night? I cook for the family. I know what I'm going to do is I'm going to start selecting different herbs and ingredients that I'm going to put in the spaghetti bolognese or whatever I'm cooking. It's going to ensure that little Timmy has a good night's sleep. Because I tell you what, it drives me up the fucking wall that he keeps waking up three or four times. I'm going to use my magic for practical everyday things. I'm going to start by actually measuring it, because this fucking one bloody red light, it always shows up. It always shows up on the same fucking road I go down every morning to drop the kids off, and I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to use magic to do something about it. Oh, I tell you what, there's a problem with a nightmare or something like that. How can I start working with my herbal ingredients? Well, I'm going to start working with the fucking ingredients that I'm cooking with. What can an onion do? What can a bit of a parsley do what can a little bit of thyme or rosemary do you know take that start thinking about practical things oh i do manage to get to the gym this is my latest one by the way managed to get to the gym and do you know what junior gym those little fucking pillocks they like to steal and move and just put all over the place the olympic barbell clips which really pisses me off how can i do something about it oh i know i need to do some sort of an attraction spell that keeps all of the barbell clips together, which what that kind of is manifesting now is that there just seems to be a, they're all, I don't know where they are, they're not in the same place all the time, but whenever I go and find them, they're all in a group. And there's normally one, two or three places where they always are, and I always go to those one, two or three places to check first, and they're always all there. They used to be scattered all around the gym, but now they're all at least in one place. So I don't have to go around looking for one and then, Five minutes later, I'll find another one somewhere behind a fucking weight or something. But there we go. Think about practical everyday things and think about honing one individual specific technique 
we've gone through two. We've gone through speaking something into existence, and we've also gone into talking about herbal crap. If you fucking cook, why the fuck aren't you doing magic with your cooking? There we go. Have you got anything to say for the last minute? Because it's it boggles my mind why people don't think about this sort of thing. Ultimately, we talk about it a lot. Yeah. And I, I do think we make sure we've definitely covered it a million times in um, various parts of Fausty, parts in this, mm. your your Cunning Man's um, series. Mm. Like, do you know, we do cover this a lot. And I think it I think people think it's so simple that it can't possibly work. So I think it's one of those things that people just need to trust us fucking do it mm. and watch their watch their practice snowball into something good mm. um and that kind of balance and that control is because bear in mind like i said both of these groups are considering control mm. it's just a different kind of control yeah. one one is scared they can't control life um and the other one is desperate to control life um so ultimately you know What's more controlling than being able to control the traffic lights on the way to work or on the way to the school run or um, trying to calm your family down mm. when you're the one that provides their food every day? Like mm. if you're after control, that's where it starts. Mm. And I think push it and see where it goes. It's practical. I gave someone a task, right? And it was in December. I said, look, it's rather shitty weather that we have in this in this if you can affect the weather then you know you can actually do this magical like right and i said and we've gone through like oh you could do this spell you could do that spell i said look i'm gonna tell you what my nan said to me by the way she wasn't a witch or anything but she always used to say this one thing ring ring go away come back another day and i said you're going to go and you're going to change whenever it rains and it's inconvenient for you you're going to stop the rain and you're going to make it go go away okay you're going to make it stop it's going to be super fucking useful. I said, rain, rain, go away, come back another day. You're just going to say that and you're going to make it work. And they came back to me with mixed success. And they said, Liam, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't work. I don't know how it works. All I know is that it only works when I forget about it. And I'm like, well, there we go. And they said, how can I make this better? And I said, I only said one simple thing. I said, go away and make it work. <laughs> which basically means go away and put some fucking effort into it. You know, because you've already said the answer to me, you've already said to me, well, it works sometimes, it only seems to work when I kind of ignore it and that. You need to put yourself into that situation. If you're going you're going in the shops, maybe you're going to Tesco's or Waitrose or something like that, why don't you do the charm before you leave the shop? You're on the way into the shop, ring, ring, go away, come back another day. By the time you leave the shop, you would have forgotten about it and it should have cleared, right? Things like that. Make it work. Do you feel any different when it works versus when it doesn't work? Well, actually, I felt a little bit more empowered or actually I just felt kind of bland. Whenever I work, whenever it works, I just kind of feel, Ugh. whenever it doesn't work, I kind of feel like, oh, yeah, really empowered. Hmm, interesting. Think about that. Replicate. Anyway, that's it for this edition of the No Holds Barred Witchcraft Podcast. Mr. Chris, do you want to wish him good luck so, and goodbye and that? Nah. No? Okay, well, fuck you all then, he says. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>